Welcome to Kingdom Life Church VA Podcast, where we are advancing God's kingdom one life at a time. We pray that wherever you're listening from, that this will encourage, equip, and empower you to also advance the kingdom of God. Here's this week's message. Hallelujah! 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 Yeah, God wants his children healed and free from sickness and disease. Amen. The greater one lives on the inside of us. It should be a mission of ours to rid ourselves of anything that's not like God. Anything that's not like God, amen, we should determine to rid ourselves of it. Whatever we can do, whatever doctors can do, God can do. Are you listening to me this morning? Come on. God is the great physician. He is the healer. Amen. Right? Is he the healer? He is the healer. He is the healer. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the one that heals us. He is the healer. Praise God. Man, I'm telling you, this has been a this this has been exciting fast. I believe the best fast that I've been on, amen, in a long time. I'm just so excited and have determined even in my own life some things that I'm not picking up again as relates to the fast. Amen. You know, see, because we should be better. I told you, don't leave off this fast the same way you came on. Do not do it. And if you wasn't serious, get serious. Get serious and start again. Get serious. We're still in the first month of this year. We got 11 months left of this year. That's a lot of time, amen. We need the Lord, amen, this year in 2023. We need the help of the Lord. We need his presence, amen. We need him in our life to lead us, to guide us. We need the Lord, amen. So we're closing out this series on today. Praise God. We're closing out on today. We're also closing out the fast after service. We're closing the fast out after service today. If you want to complete, um, if you want to continue to stay on your fast, that is okay. That is okay if you want to continue. Amen. But the fast will be over as far as uh, when I do the benediction. Amen. The fast is over. Amen. Praise God. Now, but it's over for those that want to be over If you want to keep going, you're at liberty to keep going. Amen? Is that okay? All right. Don't throw rocks at your brothers or sisters if they don't keep going. Amen? You do what the Lord tell you to do. Amen? Praise God. So we're closing out this fast today. If you want to keep going, you are free to. Great. So I pray that you've left nothing on the table. No more holding back. My objective in this series has been to encourage believers to be steadfast, immovable, as God's power is released In our lives through fasting, God has empowered you. His power was released to you through the act of fasting, through fasting. So fasting and prayer coupled together is a powerful weapon. Put the objective up one more time, one more time. Amen. Fasting and prayer is a powerful weapon because it brings us into a readiness before God and it assists us in hearing the spirit of the Lord and brings us into a perfect flow of unwavering obedience. Thank you. Let me let me say that again. Let me read it again. Fasting and prayer is a powerful weapon because it brings us into a readiness before God and it assists us in hearing the spirit of the Lord and brings us into a perfect flow of unwavering obedience. We're not going to be disobedient this year. The Bible says if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. It's, It's your obedience that will cause God to move on your behalf. Willing, yes. Obedient, yes. Willing and obedient. Praise God. We must decrease. 
We must decrease. He must increase. That's what fasting does. We must decrease. He must increase in our life. We don't need to increase. We have increased a lot, but we need to decrease so that the Lord can increase in our life. We need the Lord this year, saints. Do anybody agree with me this morning? Let's look at Matthew chapter 6. Amen. We're going to read verses 16. We're going to read verse 16 uh, through 18. This is the Living Bible. This has been our, uh, pretty much our foundational scripture for this series Praise God, which ends today. And if you have pre-ordered the series, you can pick that up today as well. Amen. If you haven't pre-ordered and you want it, you can pick it up today as well. And now, look, it says this in verse 16. And now about fasting. When you fast, not if you fast. Thank you, Jack. I'm glad you went on and did it. I'm glad you went on and did it and heard the voice of the Lord. Amen. When you fast. Amen. That might help them cowboys. No, I mean, I'm just joking. I mean, I mean. I'm just saying, all I'm, all, all, we don't know what's going to happen. They got to play real good, amen. I don't, think, I don't think God into sports like that. But look, when you fast, declining your food for a spiritual purpose, declining your food for a spiritual purpose, don't do it publicly as the hypocrites do who try to look wane and disheveled so people will feel sorry for them. That's not why we're fasting. We're not trying to get people to feel sorry for us or to see our faces or to see, are oh, you fasting? Like, you know, don't pity me. You understand? I pity you because you're not. And you should be. You should be convicted if you didn't fast, if you're a partner of Kingdom Life Church. You should be convicted. Not condemned, convicted. Because you should have fasted. You don't know what's coming up. You should have fasted. But it's not too late. Amen. You can always begin again. Amen. All right. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hypocrites do who try to look wane, disheveled. All right, right. Truly, that is the only reward they will ever get. Verse 17 says, but when you fast, but when you fast, put on festive clothing so that no one will suspect you are hungry except your father who knows every secret. Look, and he will reward you. Fasting will bring the flesh to his knees. Fasting will cause the flesh, amen, to surrender to the spirit of the Lord. We need our bodies and our flesh to humble themselves under the mighty hand of God this year. Amen. We need our flesh to surrender to the Lord. You will only experience the power of God to the degree that you hunger for him. We talked about it on this past Friday. Amen. My wife and I called the conversations. Are you hungry spiritually? Spiritually. Because naturally, we have no problem going to get food when we're hungry. At all. When you're hungry, you feel a hunger pain. Before you feel a hunger pain, you just know, I hadn't eaten lunch today. And it's already after one. And something on the inside of you begin to start moving your mind and be thinking about what I'm going to eat today. It's past lunchtime. Well, what kind of schedule you have for the word? What is the schedule of when you should have read today or when you should have prayed today or when you should have fasted or when you should have, amen, did something spiritual? We're talking about are you hungry spiritually? You got to train your body that won't God. You got to train your body that there'll be cravings when you hadn't been in your word, that there'll be cravings when you're out of the will of God, that there'll be cravings, there'll be pains. Something is not right. I haven't been in God's presence today. I need to get in his presence. I need to eat the word. Oh, it's quiet in this 
this uh, seven-day Adventist church. <laughs> Whatever has been hindering your relationship with God has been broken on this fast. Whatever has been hindering your relationship with God has been broken on this fast. Are you hearing me this morning? It's been broken on this fast. Glory to God. Let's look at Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Amen. I love this verse of scripture. We was out of town and, you know, my, uh, my spiritual dad opened up with this scripture. I'm like, oh, my goodness. He always, well, I tell you, always flowing uh, with those that's, that's leading us, praise God. And so it says this, verse 1 says, then the spirit led Jesus. Who led Jesus? The spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by who? He led him into the wilderness to be what? Tempted by who? Great. He led him into the wilderness or the desert to be tempted by the devil. The devil is the tempter. Amen? After spending 40 days and nights without food. No, no, that's what you read. He spent 40 days and nights without food. Jesus was hungry. Some of y'all hungry, amen. We spent 21 days. It's a partial fast. Jesus did a full fast, a total fast. He didn't eat anything. That's why he, amen, that's why Jesus was powerful. There's only other one other man that was recorded that did a 40-day fast. That was Moses. Some suspect Elijah, but it's just not written. But Moses was the other person. I mean, I've done 40-day fast, but my four, two day, 40 days, but mine was Daniel fast. I ain't did no 40 days with nothing. I dared not try. It's supernatural. It's supernatural. He was hungry. But he knew because of the prompting of the spirit that something big was up ahead. He was led by the spirit because God already knew what next month would bring. Six months from now, five months. He already knew that trouble was ahead. The spirit led him up there to test out and tempt them. But just so Jesus also would know how he could operate. Because he had not done a miracle yet. He has not done any signs and wonders yet. Nothing has happened. He, he's just got filled with Holy Spirit. Some of us as believers struggle with being filled with Holy Spirit. But yet Jesus himself, the Bible says, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord descended upon him like a dove. He didn't go into his earthly ministry until, Holy, until he got filled with Holy Spirit. And we think we can stay in the earth without him. We're going to be okay. Yeah, it's not going to stop you from getting to heaven, but I'm telling you, you have a mighty rough time in the earth because he's come to help you. He is your helper. He is your comforter. Yeah. We cannot play around when it's time to consecrate ourselves to God. We don't know what he is preparing us for. Verse 3 says, then the devil came to him and said, if you are, you know, in previous verses, you know, God already told him who he was, all that kind of stuff. But then the devil comes to tempt him with identity, this identity crisis situation. But Jesus, of course, he knew who he was. He says, if you are God's son, order these stones to turn into bread. Jesus could have turned those stones into bread because he was hungry. But he already knew that the first Adam was also tempted with food and failed. 
And he knew he wasn't about to let the devil, this tempter, this schemer, this liar, amen, come on now, come against the plan and the purposes that God had for him. He wasn't about to go down the same road that the first Adam did. Jesus was not about to repeat that. Verse 4 says, and Jesus answered, the scripture says, the scripture says, human beings cannot live on bread alone but need every word that God speaks. I'm reading out the uh, uh, Good News translation, amen, for, for my note takers. But need every word that God speaks. We live off the word of God. We depend on the word of God. We don't make moves without the word of God. And when we make moves, it's relative to the word of God, and we don't go contrary to the word of God. Jesus said we live. Live. Not just on bread alone, but we need every word that God speaks. Look, then the devil took him, took Jesus to Jerusalem. Let me tell you something, saints. The devil would never stop trying to tempt you. He would never stop trying to try you. He would never stop coming at you. Look at him coming at Jesus again. Thinking he bad. Thinking he going to get over this time. Well, I'm going to try him from a different angle. I'm going to send this person this time. I'm going to send that person this time. I'm going to do this to him this time. I'm going to do that to him this time. He would not stop trying to tempt us to go against the will of God. Wow. Let me read again. Then the devil took... Jesus to Jerusalem, the holy city, set him on the highest point of the temple and said to him, again, if you are God's son, throw yourself down. For the scripture says, and the devil is quoting the scripture now, and the scripture says, God will give orders to his angels about you and they will hold you up with their hands so that not even your feet will be hurt on the stones. He is quoting a scripture, the tempter will even go as far as to try to use the word of God. Listen, man, this don't even sound right. Try to use the word of God to get you out of the will of God. How could the devil use the word of God to get you out of God's will? It's a word that God hadn't spoken to you. It's an unconfirmed word, but it sounded good. It's a word that we sometimes receive from all these other folk that has no idea about your life. He used to be the anointed cherub, but he's not anointed anymore. So when he spoke the word of God, it had no power. He's using the word out of context. Jesus knew he was supposed to jump off anything. Why? God didn't tell him that. Jesus answered back to the word of God. But the scripture also says, verse 7, do not, oh, hold on. Oh, do not put your Lord, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't tempt God because God say he'll do something for you that you begin to try to jump off something thinking that God is going to catch you. You got to obey God. Lord, can I come? God told Peter, yeah, Peter, you can come. Then Peter stepped out the boat. 
The only reason he began to sink because he took his eyes off of Jesus. That boy would have walked on water a long ways. We'd have had a different story, but he still did good because he stepped out the boat. Don't put the Lord God to the test. The, the devil wasn't done. Verse 8. Verse 8. Then the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain. Did it sound like he going to stop? Seems like the devil just keep coming back, don't he? Listen, he's going to keep coming back. He don't stop. He just keep coming back. And what we have to do is keep giving him the word. And whoever the devil sins, keep giving him the word. As long as you know you're in the will of God, you're okay. When you step out of the will of God, you got to know you're in trouble. You're on dangerous ground. You're playing a dangerous game. He took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their greatness. Showed him all the kingdoms of this world. All the things you can have, Jesus. He said, all of this I would give to you. We get a lot of people coming out now out of different industries talking about the industries of this world and how, how wicked this kingdom is, which we already knew that in the kingdom of God. But now some worldly folk is coming out and they're talking about the devil that they once served. We live in a wicked generation. Listen, God just called you out, y'all. That's why I'm so honored. God, he set you apart. He pulled you away from the crowd to build you up so you can get back out there and save some people and bring them in. But Jesus had to pass all of these tests. How could he flunk one of these tests and then try to tell us how to fight the devil? We can't be failing in life and then trying to tell other people how to get, how to, how to get victory and we're failing. How are they going to get victory if you're failing? How are they going to win in life if you're not winning? You got to ask yourself that. If I'm not winning in life, then I can't expect my kids to follow me. I can't expect y'all to follow us. We got to win in life. And we got to walk up rightly and be examples to you. Why? So that you can have something to follow. Half of y'all believe that. Praise God. I, I can tell I take that. I take that. Always this side for some reason. I'm going to start prophesying this side. It's going to be the left side next week. It's going to be the next left side in the future. I prophesy the left side will explode with praise and work. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all, okay, y'all know I was playing a little bit, all right, yeah, no, no, he said, all of this, I would give you, the devil said, but listen, what do you have to do? You got to kneel down, you got to kneel down and worship the devil, the devil not going to let you get anything from him without your worship, you're not going to get anything from him. Any bargains we make with the devil requires a bended knee. It requires worship. Let me say it this way, since some of us don't think we bent down. No, it requires you just to step out of the will of God and do what you want to do. It requires you just to go your own way and not the Lord's way. You know what you did? You just kneeled to the devil. We can't bow to the devil and then try to lift our hands up at the same time to the Lord. 
we have to make a decision who we're going to worship and who we're going to serve. It needs to be crystal clear. Draw a line in the sand and, make, and let the Lord know whose side you're really on. It's our worship. He wants us to serve him. He wants us to bow down to his plans for our life instead of God's because he has plans too. I keep seeing a lot of young people leaving here early. Not just, I'm not talking about in our city. I'm talk, again, I'm going to go back to the industry. Young people that's in the industries. Over the years, even when we were coming up, just young, talented people leaving the earth. Some of them, some of them bowed. You know, the devil come back and said, now I want your soul. You bowed. Now I want your life. I want your mama life. I want your daddy life. I want, your, I, I want something. Can't trust this guy. Can't trust him. The only way you can have victory is you got to keep him under your feet. And the only way to keep him under his feet, you got to submit to God, resist the devil, then he got to flee from you. That's the only way. That's the only way. You can't play around with him. He's an angel, y'all. You can't play with this guy. You can't play with him. Don't play with him. Verse 10, then Jesus, why the clock moving so fast? Oh, going it, slow down. Then Jesus answered and said, go away, Satan. The scripture says, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left Jesus and angels came to help him. That'll happen when the adversary is tempting us, you understand, and, been, you know, and, we, and we've gotten the victory. Here come angels ministering to you. We call them ministering angels. Ministering angels will come and minister to you. Praise God. Human beings, we don't live on bread alone, saints. We need to be engulfed. We need to be immersed, amen, in the word of God. We cannot win without knowing the word. We cannot win if we don't know the word of God. Knowing the word of God it was, is what brings us victory. As we see in the word just now, Jesus used the scriptures, amen, to combat what the adversary or the tempter was bringing to him. And we got to do the same thing. When somebody says something contrary to the word, it doesn't matter who it is, you got to be able to cast it down. You got to cast thoughts down, cast imaginations down. Any high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of Christ. Good to see my sister here again. Praise God. Good to see you. I, I remember walking in the room to see my nephew when I first seen my nephew. And I remember walking in the room. Shawnetta's here this morning. When I walked in Shawnetta's room, and I Steph was in the room. I said, oh, boy, you're going to have to get up out of here. There's work. We, we, we got to do some things. I knew there when I, I, it was in the presence was there. I said, there's some work we got to do as a ministry to, to save this young lady right here. She's sitting here today. That was like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I walked in there with my nephew and my, and my sister was standing beside me and my niece, I said, there's a peace in here. I said, he's going to be all right. But we still need to pray. We still need to intercede. We still but I knew this wasn't his time to leave. It wasn't time. Adversary was trying to take her life. He tried to take his too, but the presence one in the room. But we still prayed, and he's here today because people interceded and prayed. 
Like we said last week, John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this. You say you love me, lay your life down for me. You that hungry, you can't lay your life down. Folk are dying and struggling and addicted and dealing with all types of stuff, and you can't lay bread down. You can't, put, you can't stop doing what you're doing for 21 days to give God the glory so somebody else can live. So somebody else can live. You ate all last year. Twenty-one days God is asking for. Greater love. <sighs> Listen to me, church. There, there's a new wine on the inside of you. You may not realize it yet, but you're better than you were. You're stronger than you were. You hear me? You have been on that fast. You're better. You're stronger. You're wiser. You're smarter. Glory to God. There's been an increase in your life. God has increased you. God has put something on you. There is a new anointing on your life, a fresh anointing for this year. For this year, God has placed on your life. And everything that try to comes up against the anointing on your life, amen, will be stilled. Bible says it may come in one way, but it's going to flee seven ways. Like a flood. <laughs> it may come in, but the Lord will raise a standard. Like, no, you don't, devil. These my people here. These my people here. Come on now. More anointing. There was an exchange in these 21 days. There was an exchange. There was a download. Something supernatural happened. You don't even know all that's happened to you today. Watch. Watch. You know, I was thinking about the book of Judges. Man. Judges chapter uh, 20. Somewhere around verse uh, 26. Might around, yeah. Um, the Benjamites. The, the Benjamin, one of the there was a tribe of Benjamin, tribe of Benjamin. This is one of the tri 12 tribes of Israel. They had, the Bible said they committed folly or lewdness. They did, they did a wicked thing. I'm not going to read it to you. You got to go back and read Judges chapter 20. They did, oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was horrible what they did. And so, the, so they got the, 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 the man, you know, who was the, the husband of this young lady, uh, you know, sent, sent pieces of her all around to the 12 tribes of Israel. And say, look, we got to do something about this. And so they, 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 they ended up um, strategizing and beginning in prayer to see what God would do. They inquired of the Lord twice. Now, mind you, I love the, I love the tribe of Benjamin because 700 of them bad boys were left-handed. Ooh, look, where my left hand is at? Praise God. Come on, you're not alone. Amen. Here we go. We're in the Bible, y'all. They say they were left-handed. 700 of them were left-handed. Bible said they can sling a stone, amen, and not miss. Go. Something about them left-handers. But they was on the wrong side of this, this time. <laughs> Happened to be on the wrong side of the coin this time. But they prayed two times. Y'all get 26 for them. Let me read it to them. They, they prayed two times. They prayed two times, but on the third time, they fasted. They inquired of the Lord. Look, they inquired of the Lord twice and went up to battle and got humiliated. Both times, and the Lord told them to do it. 
The Lord told them to do it. Both times the Lord told them. And they came back. They were just, oh, my, what the world? God, you told us to do this. But then verse 26, look at verse 26 again. It says, then all the children of Israel, that is, all the people went up and came to the house of God. They wept. They sat there before the Lord and fasted. This is something different that they didn't do. They fasted that day until evening, and they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. Look at verse 27 real quick. I, I, I ain't trying to go here. So the children of Israel inquired of the Lord, out of the covenant, and, and there those, look, I, I'm just going to say what they said. Y'all go back and read it on your own. Amen. But, but from them doing that, they got the victory. They totally annihilated people. They, God gave them a plan. They ended up setting them up and doing some things that they hadn't thought of before because they fasted. Fasting is powerful, saints. Do not neglect fasting when it's time to fast. We tried to do a 10-day fast in October last year. They didn't go so well. So we're going to stay with the one, one fast a year. You can fast on your own. You know what I'm saying? We tried to do another 10-day in October. Yeah, man. I threw it to you. You threw it back. Yeah, man. It was like... They were like, we don't know about this, Pastor. We don't know about this. <laughs> Not everybody. Not everybody, but we trying to get a corporate. We need as most many people as involved as possible. Hey, Amen. I said, you know what? We're going to stick with the beginning of the year. <laughs> but go read that scripture, y'all. Fasting with prayer is the game changer. Fasting with prayer is the game changer. Wow. Let's look at Daniel. Daniel chapter 1. Got to go to Daniel. Daniel chapter 1 says, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God, of his God. Then the king instructed Aspenaz, the master of his Enoch's, to... Bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king descendants and some of the nobles. Verse 4 says, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good looking, good looking men, y'all. These were good looking men. Gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand. Who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the, the, the Chaldeans. Verse 5 says, and the king, say the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and and 3 years and 3 years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king they had 3 years of training just to, just to come before the king but they had to be the smartest the brightest the fastest the most good looking the king wanted a certain type of people around him these young men and they had 3 Years of training. I think about when uh, Esther, boy, when 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 she um, was trying to be the queen or some boy. I tell you, boy, they they they. I mean, y'all got to go read that in Esther, boy. But they 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 had put on all types of perfume and myrrh and took all types of baths and baths again and more baths and you know it was like a cleansing or a purifying just to get before the king. Three years of training for the best of the best. Verse 6 says, now from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, there we go, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. Y'all familiar with Shadrach, right? Yeah, Shadrach. Amen. But they didn't have those names at first. They changed the name. Shadrach, 
um, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. Abednego, or Abednego. People say Abednego, or Abednego. Verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart. Say purposed in his heart. He purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Listen, this, this was interesting when I read that. Daniel considered it a defilement. That's why you got to read the Bible in context. A lot of folk drink today because Jesus turned water to wine. That's the only scripture you got? You might want to read the whole Bible to get a context of why you are sipping. Christian. Oh, let me just keep moving right there. Let me just go and keep moving. Don't, you use something else to drink because you want to, but don't, dare, don't, don't, don't quote Jesus or the Bible because you don't have context to do it. Amen? All right, there we go. Just want to clear that up. Daniel considered it defiling himself to eat or to drink outside of what he had already purposed in his heart. Just like this fast that we're on. We purpose in our heart what we should do. It's purpose in our heart. You got to have a mind up, a made up mind to receive all that God has for you. A made up mind to receive all that God has for you or that God wants to give to you. We're not leaving anything on the table this year. Come on, let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Say, I don't want to defile myself. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king, who has appointed your food. The king has appointed this. I can't go against this, man. The king appointed this. You must eat this. Whenever somebody asks you to do something that's contrary to the word, that's when we rebel. You want to be in rebellion? Rebel when somebody asks you to do something that's contrary to the word of God. But at any other time, we should not be in rebellion. Render the Caesar with Caesar. I give Caesar everything he wants until they go against the Bible. Once you go against the Bible, you no longer have me with you. I don't got your back no more. That's, this is how all believers should be, but everybody is not in the word. Amen? So the, the chief said, he fear the Lord who has appointed your food and drink. For why should, should he see your faces looking worse? He's thinking, man, if I don't feed y'all, you're going to look worse than the rest of the people. What are you doing, Daniel? Man, if you don't eat, man, you're going to starve. What pastor trying to do, kill y'all, kill us, starve us? None of that. <laughs> Say, we're going to look worse than the young men who are your age. Then you would endanger my head before the king. Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of Enoch, the eunuchs, has uh, sent over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He says, verse 12 says this, please test your servants for 10 days. This is where we get the 10-day fast. So 10-day fast is what they did for right here. Test your servants for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Daniel convinced the servant to let him go on a fast. Daniel already knew something was going to happen. You going to let me go on a fast with my crew? Oh, it's about to be on now. It says, verse 13 says, then let our appearance, come on now. Let the person I am after the fast speak for me. Let me go on the side. 
I don't know if you fast or not. Well, let, well, let, well, let my life after the fast speak for me. Let my walk after the fast speak for me. Let my talk after the fast speak for me. I'm not going to be the same person. Say, let our appearance be examined before you. And the appearance of the young men who eat the portion and, the, look, and those who did not fast. Let's see their walk after the fast. Let's see their talk after the fast. Let's see how they live after the fast. <laughs> look, then he said, as you see fit, deal with your servants. Daniel already knew how it would end. He already knew. Come on, let's look at verse 14. Verse 14. Look, the God agreed to do what Daniel had asked. The God agreed to do what Daniel had asked. Ten days later, Daniel and his friends, listen, look healthier and better than the young men who had been served food from the royal palace. They was eating all the good stuff, all the fine things from the king, but they did not look better because what the king wanted was their example. At the beginning, he said he wanted young, smart, intelligent, good-looking, bright, all this kind of stuff. That's what he wanted. That was, that was the end result, but he didn't know how to get to it. That's why there are certain things that God won't do in your life. You got to do supernatural things sometimes. Like I heard Shawanda say, go and anoint in, in the office and all that stuff. I've done all that kind of stuff. Shoot, I was the I first one at work. First one, praying in the parking lot, praying in the offices, doing the same type of stuff. Devil, you're not coming up in here. Why are we dealing with the devil and all his little imps and stuff on our job? Do something about it. Come on, believer, you won't change. Speak to it. Say something. Shift that atmosphere with your mouth. Listen, because you're shifting it with your mouth anyway. Don't let that go over your head. <laughs> Ten days later, Dan and his friends looked healthier and better than the young men who had been served food from the royal palace. After this, the God let them eat vegetables. Listen, after this, the God let them eat vegetables instead of the, right, the rich food and wine. God made the four young men smart and wise. They read a lot of books and became well-educated. Daniel could also tell the meaning of dreams and visions. At the end of the three-year period set by King Nebuchadnezzar, his chief palace official brought all of the young men to him. The king interviewed them and discovered that none of the others were as outstanding as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they were given positions. They were promoted. Increase came because of their discipline. Promotion came because of their discipline. God shifted some things in the spirit because of their discipline. Gave them favor because of their discipline. Did something for them that others said can't be done. Oh, they're not doing this this year. I remember years ago, my wife, well, she, when we, she was in the workplace, and they would tell her that, you know, they only give, um, you know, they don't give more than a 6% raise a year. I said, well, that's what they do for the normal people. We're not normal. We always float in the spirit. We're not normal. We're not getting the bare minimum of nothing. We always have an expectation for more. Where do you get that from, pastor? The Bible. I get it from my daddy. I, 
My dad is extra. The God we serve is extra. Are you hearing me this morning? That man, that, hey, he is extra. He don't do it a little bit. He do it a lot. He goes over and above. <laughs> you need to take all these words back from the world and make them, make them good. Because <laughs> it is good. Praise God. Wow. What, what, what verse I stop at? Okay, verse 18. No. Verse 19. Well, I'm at verse 20 now. Praise. Verse 20 said, from then on. From then on. Say, from then on. Whenever the king asks for advice, look, he coming to Daniel. He coming to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He ain't coming to other folk. Don't be complaining when, when somebody on your job keeps inquiring of you. You must be doing something right. Why do they keep asking me? Why do they keep asking me? Because you're faithful. Because you're committed. Because you're on time. Because you're diligent. It's something about the way you do it. You do it right the first time. They ain't got to beg you. They ain't got to prop you up. They ain't got to give you all this other information. They just hand you a task and it's done. That's why they came to you. That's why they also will promote you. When promotions come out, that's what they'll promote. When they're looking for promotions, who we going to raise up, they'll be looking for you. From then on, when the king asked for advice, he found their wisdom was ten times better than that of any of his other advisors and magicians. Come on, y'all. The wisdom of God, the wisdom that you have is ten times better than your counterparts. Ten times better than those that you work with. Ten times better than those that you are in business with. The world don't stand a chance against a child of God. They don't stand a chance. That's why I said we got advantage. Don't you ever look at yourself and think you disadvantaged. I don't care what your color is. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your last name is. I don't care what's in your 401k, in your checking account, banking account, savings account. You got Jesus. And having Jesus is more than anything else that you need. You got Jesus. I got Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. You ain't got to turn there. I'm just going to quote it. Eyes have not seen, no ears have heard. Neither has it entered into the heart, into your heart, the great things that God has prepared for them that love him. There are some great things that God has prepared for you. There are some great things that God has prepared for you. Thank you so much for listening today. If this message encouraged you, imagine what it could do for someone else. Here at KL, we believe in reaching the one, and you can partner with us in that endeavor by sharing this podcast with someone else. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you or inspired you to join or reach out to us through today's message, please email us at kingdomlifechurchva at gmail.com. If you would like to give towards this ministry or find out more information, check out our website, which is KingdomLifeVA.com, and follow us on Facebook at Kingdom Life Chesterfield VA and Instagram at Kingdom Life VA. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear more messages just like this.
There's no life like Kingdom Life.